Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Be Her Village podcast. My name is Caitlin Legreas, and I'm the founder of Be Her Village. Be Her Village is an online gift registry for what moms really need, support, not stuff. We're talking to providers and people who care for moms in their pregnancy, their birth, their postpartum. We're talking to real moms and hearing their stories and really just getting into all the good stuff that comes along with new parenthood. So check us out, tune in, and let us know what you think. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Janelle, and we are Be Her Village. We're an online gift registry for parents so they can register to get the funds they need to pay for the support services they deserve. So just like you'd make your standard registry and ask your family and friends to contribute to a stroller or a five-in-one high chair thing, you can now ask your family and friends to contribute to your support team like your doula, lactation consultant, or prenatal yoga classes. Your fourth trimester postpartum support is at BeHerVillage.com. This episode is a great conversation between Caitlin McGreas, the founder of Be Her Village, and Darcy Sowers, better known as the Doula Darcy. Darcy is a professional marketer and postpartum doula who has married her passions to equip doulas with the tools they need to have thriving doula businesses. Because most doulas don't go into this work to make tons and tons of money, they go into this business because they care and they want to make a difference. Kaylin and Darcy both want doulas and all birth workers to feel confident in charging their worth and for moms to be able to afford their support teams and services. And that's where Be Her Village comes in. I'll link all of Darcy's information in the show notes for her groups and her courses and classes. And you can follow her on Instagram at the doula Darcy. I have some exciting announcements. We have officially hit the $30,000 mark meaning $30,000 has been gifted to new parents through Be Her Village, and that is something we are celebrating big time. And we also have some news that we're going to be releasing this week, so make sure that you're following along on Instagram to find out what that info is. We're super excited about that as well. And as always, we appreciate you listening in, following along, and cheering us on from wherever you're at. Enjoy the episode. I am Caitlin Grayus, founder of Be Her Village, and I am so lucky to be sitting here with you, Darcy Sowers of The Doula Darcy. Welcome, Darcy. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I am so excited because I feel like we've talked about this before. Like you're my sister from another mister. Like every time I talk to you, I'm like, me too. So, well, yeah, because I mean, for those of you who aren't watching and don't know or who don't know Doula Darcy, um, she is a postpartum doula and a marketing expert. And she has married those two loves into something that is really, really, really needed in our um, profession and in our culture and in our country because we need um, we need marketing yeah. because we need to reach the families and that is um, an area where I think we hit it off when we like jumped on a phone I think Laura connected us which yes. was and we just jumped on the phone and just I think there's people who are coming from a space of competition and there are people who are coming from a space of collaboration and we are both collaborators and yeah. it feels I. For me, I mean, I think like there's probably evidence to back up like why collaborating makes sense. But for me, it's like a mental health thing. If I look at everybody as a competition, all I'll do is like spin out and come from a negative space and think I'm not good enough or, you know, and and that's just not the place where I want to do anything in my life. So I just find it easier. I think it's also more effective, which is great, but I just find it easier for me to do business and to 
And so do my work in this profession from a place of like, hey, wow, you're doing really cool things and I'm doing really cool things. Let's figure out how to do those things together. I completely agree. And all the doulas listening will appreciate this. There is evidence to back that up. The Harvard Business School did a, or actually no, someone else did a study. I can't remember, but Harvard Business Review wrote about it. They studied the difference between female entrepreneurial success and male entrepreneurial success. And I forget what the number one indicator for males was, but for females, the number one indicator of entrepreneurial success was surrounding yourself with other female entrepreneurs. Um, so, and you know, I, I see a lot of doulas like kind of cringe when I say entrepreneurs, but if you're a doula, you're an entrepreneur, you're starting your own business. So I think it's important to in your own community, you know, collaborate with other doulas, but then even, you know, online, like, I think we also connected because we both have like that entrepreneurial business mind. I always say it's like a right brain, left brain thing. And then most doulas don't, you know, where most doulas are so empathetic and compassionate and artistic and, you know, that right brain and then like social media and building a website is like, just doesn't compute <laughs> with most doulas, but. Absolutely. I think that there, I mean, this is like a, maybe a broader subject, but I think that there's not enough of an understanding of like that basic thing that you just said, which is that doulas are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. and, and I, I don't mean to say that to the people who are doulas listening. I'm saying that to the people who are like, I kind of want to be a doula. <laughs> like I did seven years yeah. ago, um, because I think there's this idea and it's correct that being a doula means working with families. Doulas, being a doula means being highly impactful. It's super heart led. It takes really specific skills that are not necessarily teachable. There's this intuitive part to it. And so it takes a really special type of a person to do it. Um, those people that get drawn into doula work, specifically doula work, some of them have the skill set, some of them have the entrepreneurial background, but many, I would argue that many of them don't. Mm -hmm. And it can be a little shocking to have somebody say, Hey, just pay me for this training and I'll train you and I'll, and then you'll be a doula. And it's like, Oh, great. That's amazing. You know? And then, so in my experience, it was, Oh, here's some money. I'm going to take a training, took the training life altering, you know, really felt very prepared to go into a birth and support someone. So that part of the training was spectacular. Um, I felt like I had a network of other peers and who I'm still in touch with. And then I remember taking my, my like handbook, the guidebook that you get. And I was so excited to just get started in my doula practice. And I opened it up and it, it said, you know, write a business plan and and it had all these things. And I thought it was like the table of contents, like you'd go here for this and you'd go here for that. And so I was, I saw everything they had listed. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to dive into this. And then I started looking and I'm like, oh, there's no page number. Oh, it's not a table of contents. <sighs> this is the, these are the contents. It was like a one page. Oh yeah. Like just write, it was like, write a business plan, get insurance figure out the finances, go, you know? And I was like, oh, right. I don't know how to do any of that. Um, and I know this might not necessarily be related to our call, but I want to just throw it out there. I think midwifery programs and doula programs do not do enough work 
Well, while we're solving all the problems, yes. why don't we? Um, I don't think they do enough work talking about the realities of call time and mm-hmm. what it looks like and what it feels oh, like, yeah. and how life altering call time is for yeah, anybody, yeah. but also for pe- people who are caring for young children, which was me. <laughs> so I feel like there's a lot. Um, so we have a lot of like amazing, heart-led, kind, caring, super passionate people who have this amazing, incredible amount of energy to go out and share with the world. And we have all of these families who mm-hmm. need the care. And then there's this gap. And I think the real reason why we connected is because we're both trying to fill that gap. Yes. And we're not looking at each other as competitors. It's like, how are we going to help each other so we can fill this gap? Because the gap is so big. There are so many families that need support that mm-hmm. we need me and we need you. And we need like 50 other people that are doing the same. Oh my God. Place. We need 50,000 other people. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. There's, I always say just in terms of when I'm talking doulas in communities about collaboration over competition, how many thousands of babies are born every year in your town? Like, and there's, you know, a handful of doulas, like there is no need to compete. And so anyway, worldwide, there are a bazillion babies being born. Um, and there is a lot of work to be done. The official number is a bazillion. It is. It, that's evidence. <laughs> I, you've looked that up. <laughs> I looked it up before I got on this call. Um, but I wanted to say, I mean, what your story is, I want to say universal. I hear that over and over again from new doulas that are, you know, send me a message on Facebook. Like I just finished my training and now what do I do? And I remember I'm the same way. I think for me, part of it, I was so excited to just find out what a doula was and that it was a job. And it was, you know, I always say like doulas are born. You're just, you're born with this, the skill set you were talking about, the passion And then, you know, like for me, it was after I had my own children that I was like, I saw the word postpartum doula and I was like, oh my God, that was what I was meant to do. You're so excited to find that I was and to take my training. I loved my training. I loved every second of it. Drove home with the music pumping and like got up the next morning. I was like, yes, I am a doula. Like, let's go save the world. (laughs) And then I was like, I love it. (laughs) I was just like, wait. Oh my gosh. I, I remember so vividly, like, well, what do I like go on monster.com? Like indeed you, you don't just go find a doula job. And, and I was like, there's not like a line of pregnant people now that I have this certificate. Like, so that gap of like, oh my gosh, I have to find clients. I have to get clients. But luckily before having my kids, I had worked in marketing and advertising for 10 years. So it was kind of like, I had to flip that switch on like, oh, Darcy, come on. All right. You're starting a business here's So I knew what I needed to do. So I just feel lucky. I was able to, you know, build a doula business and like replace my corporate income faster than most doulas do. Um, so um, I know, I think that there, that really is a big issue that we, whether it's that we get so excited about the training or it's not made clear that when you're done, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I yeah. think it's a little bit of both. And, and I don't want to speak 
too generally because I don't know what every doula training looks like. And I know that there are some really comprehensive trainings that take months to complete and are fully virtual. And it's like, it sounds like it's getting an associate's degree in doula work, which is spectacular. So I think that there are training organizations that are doing it correctly. So I don't want to, you know, speak poorly of all doula trainings, because that's not the truth. But I think that we can say that there are, at least in my experience, there was not enough focus. And I think that continues with some of the larger doula training organizations. Um, There is this gap between, you know, where we want, where we maybe should be leaving that training and where we actually are. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to fault or criticize anyone or any organization. Cause there's so, that's the thing. There's so much to just being a doula and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that takes a long time, you know, and I know even I see people saying, oh my gosh, I looked at this organization and that training looks too long or too hard. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So if you tacked on another 50 hours of business quote unquote school, you know, mm-hmm. so um well that that leads us into a whole other <laughs> I know let's not... of licensure and right because part of it is that the trainings are competing with one another yes people so does it behoove them to have the most comprehensive the most expensive the most right. you know that might be the best way to actually train a person to be a doula <laughs> I remember at my training and I appreciated this for my trainer she said this three days is like it's a beginner. This is the beginning of your ongoing lifelong training. And that's the truth. And then there, we, I just was constantly signing up for new trainings and Mm -hmm. it was, it was the beginning of the learning. So, so we have doulas who, whether they feel like they've gotten the training or not, they're kind of sitting there with a certificate. How do they, with your business, what are you doing to support them in that? So I, um, I'm doing a lot. I mean, to start off, I have just a free Facebook group that any doula can join called the doula marketing group. And I'm just in there sharing little tips and, um, things on, on marketing your doula business. So I, I just meet so many doulas who have taken the training, they're certified, they've taken those additional trainings. And that's another thing, you know, you think you need to take more and more trainings Mm -hmm. to help you get clients. And that's true. And, you know, continuing education is great, but that gap that we talked about, like where you have a trained doula here and a family that needs you over here, they just need to learn about you. They just, they need to know you exist. And the way to do that is marketing. And this doesn't mean you have to spend millions of dollars, hundreds of dollars on advertising. I, you know, most of the things I teach are free. It's, you know, grassroots. I built my business just, um, in grassroots marketing ways. Um, so anyway, I have another reason we connected is my membership is called my doula village. So, um, that's just a month, an affordable way to join. It's only $49 a month. You get access to me and my coaching and a library of videos on different topics, um, related to marketing your doula business. So, um, and then we have group calls and things like that. So, um, I just am, you know, using most of my time now to work with other doulas to help them spread the word in their communities about their, I feel like so much of, so I actually, I did the same thing. I didn't spend money. Um, when I was a new doula, I got hired at 
at my training, I got my first hire. I got the call that she wanted to hire me because what I did is when I decided to become a doula, I got business cards made up and I introduced myself to literally everybody, like old ladies in my library yoga class. And I would talk to everybody I could. So nobody met me or interacted with me without understanding that I was training to be a doula and then that I was a doula. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is so much of what my advice is to people who are just starting. You Mm -hmm. just have to tell people what you're working on because people want to know and people are curious and excited once they learn. And even if they're not the person, they might know the person that you need to be connected with. And it's, it's just this And it's been my experience with Be Her Village too. You just kind of have to plant the seeds everywhere Mm -hmm. that you can. And you don't know which one is going to be the one. Like you just have no idea which one will lead. And and it's a really interesting process. But I think so many people um, that are starting doula businesses maybe don't have that like extroverted, I'm going to tell every single person what I'm doing. Or there's also this feeling of like, I'm not a real doula yet, or I'm not enough. And the imposter syndrome Mm. that we experience. I just want to share a little something. So Be Her Village was accepted as uh, one of the NPR, How I Built This Fellows, which is amazing. And it's this incredible, I don't know if you're familiar with How I Built This, but it's a, a podcast on NPR and it's all about Um, founders and people who are growing businesses and so Mm -hmm. they interview like the founders of Instagram and the founders of like huge companies that are but they all started where we have started and they make it very human you know it's like it's it's about their struggles and it's about their you know all the things that they've overcome on the way Mm -hmm. so we got acceptance this fellowship and the kickoff workshop was with Guy Raz who is wildly successful and Troy Carter who is like Lady Gaga's manager and he's just you know a billionaire I think is the correct (laughs) for it (laughs) so the way they kicked off this fellowship was saying guy said hey can everyone who thinks that they like probably shouldn't be here and aren't like aren't aren't really the people that deserve to be here raise your hand like everybody in the room raise their hand yeah And Guy was just like, I feel the same way. Troy was like, I feel the same way. Every single one of them has felt that feeling of not being good enough and not being the person that deserves to be there. And it was so affirming and validating for them to be like, we looked at you guys, we chose you, you belong here. And I want to pass that message along to doulas and birth workers and, and all of the people in this, and especially women who are feeling like, they, they aren't enough or they don't have, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have what it takes to go up and tell somebody like the really cool thing they're working on. Yeah. How do you, what do you advise your doula community on overcoming that sort of thing? Well, um, it's funny that you say that. Cause I think networking is the number one thing that I tell new doulas to do because it's free and it works. And I, um, also, I was the same way when I first started my doula business. I was so excited that I, I just, I couldn't stop talking about it. I talked to, I told everybody, this is what I was doing. And this is the cool thing about being a doula. When you tell someone, they say, wow, that sounds amazing. I, I wish I had had that when I had, you know, no matter how old the lady is in the supermarket that you're talking to, they will say, 
Oh, I wish I had had that. So it's not like you're saying, oh, I'm an accountant and, or, uh, you know, <laughs> no offense. Accountants, no but offense. I did one for a while. And yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you, people say that and you're, they're like, oh, that's nice. But when you talk about being a doula, people are interested and they have questions. So I, this might be surprising, but I am the world's biggest introvert. I am pretty <laughs> shy, but I tell people like my passion when I, I still have a big passion for doula work, but when I first started out, like my passion to support other new parents and to not have them go through what I went through mm-hmm. was stronger than my introvert introvertedness or my shyness. Like I was, and then I, I, I realized if I want to do this work, and this is what I tell doulas, if I want to do this job, if I want to be a doula, if I want to create this doula business, own my own business, like create this amazing life filled with purpose and service and, and snuggling babies. I mean, (laughs) uh, uh, hello, uh, this is what it's going to take. Like I have to say hi to the pregnant lady at the cookout I'm at. I have to tell the old lady at yoga next to me, you know, what I do. Um, so I also encourage people to think about like, uh, don't let your anxiety, don't let your imposter syndrome be the thing that stops an, a pregnant person from getting the, the life changing support that they deserve. Like, and I think that resonates, you know, someone hiring a doula that literally can be life-changing. It would have been life-changing for me. If I had had a doula, I probably wouldn't even be sitting here. I'd probably still work in marketing. Well, I was going to say if I hadn't, if I had hired a doula for my first, none of this would exist. We would. Right. Be- <laughs> That's how life-changing it would be. Exactly. I love that. And I think in my own doula work, and in through Be Her Village, part of our messaging is if you're not going to do it for yourself, like do it for your kid or do it, you know, because there's right. so many times that pregnant people, you know, will not, oh, I don't need that. Or I can, you yeah. know, but, oh, it's for my baby. I can now I'll opt in. Right. And I feel like that's as women, we do that so much. We're always sacrificing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I know for, I was just talking to somebody yesterday about this and I got all choked up because I just do, because this work is really emotional. But I said, you know, I went through a really hard time becoming a parent and I'm happy to just like shoulder that. And I don't know why that's like another, I need therapy for that, but I'm happy to shoulder that and just be like, I'm strong. And I, and I withstood that and, and it was really hard, but that's fine. But what I'm not okay with is my five-year-old daughter having to Mm. shoulder that. And that like, like that gets me choked up the idea of her going through what I went through and the idea of the next pregnant person and the next birthing person, the next mom going through that. So it's like, it's not about us. It's not about our doula businesses. It's about the people we're serving and it's, that's the power and that you're right. That's how we have to overcome all of the things because it's really, it's not about business at the end of the day, it's right. about changing the world and being impactful, but business is the avenue to do that. We have to grow the business to have right. the impact. Right. And wouldn't you rather be a doula and be earning your income from this kind of work than 
waitressing or going back to your corporate career or, you know, I mean, that's the choice. That's the, that's the like weird. Those are my two. Like I can either work with mothers or I can sell oil. Those are the only two options. (laughs) Not that anyone has ever asked me to sell oil, but that's kind of how I've divided it in my head. (laughs) Right. But I think that's another thing that comes up for doulas is they think, Oh, I don't want, I don't, I don't, I feel weird charging for this, or I feel weird being a business owner and at the end of the day, you have to feed your family. You have to pay your mortgage. You need, you have to earn money doing something. It well, might as well be doula work. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is something I hear. I am, I'm the one, I'm the doula that like my doula friends or like future friends, I just make people be friends with me, but like, they'll call up, you know, from our local doula community. I'm like, Oh, can I talk about this? Or, and I almost always ask them, Hey, what are you charging? Yeah. And the number I'm, you have to charge more. You just have to charge yeah. more. And this is, this is the thing, right? So the discomfort comes from, we don't, we want this work to be impactful. We want everyone to have access to it. But I'm a firm believer in the fact that we can't solve other women's problems, or that's not even a great way of phrasing it. We can't uplift other women without lifting up ourselves as well. So you can't say, I am going to help birthing people and moms, and then take, you know, like horrible under poverty wages. You know, you just, that's not a thing that actually uplifts all of us. And and birth workers can't bear the brunt of that and shouldn't bear the brunt of that. And that's part of your work in teaching us to market and be her village's work and creating a pipeline from this baby gift industry into the doula industry is we can, there's a better way. There's a more creative solution than you cutting your wages and, you know, working for free or close to free. Well, because, and then that's not sustainable. If you're doing births for $200 a birth and living on call and you know, staying awake for 40 hours at a time, you can't do that for long. You, because you'd have to, you have to take a certain number of births a month. I mean, like it's not good for your health. So you have to figure out that way to charge what, you know, is worth your time and makes it sustainable. One of the ways I like to phrase the money is that it's really an exchange of energy. It represents energy to prevent resentment because Because the other thing I like, and this is like one of my favorites is to like watch doulas go from these like sweet little, you know, heart led things to these, like, I just had a 45 hour induction and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah. You, ready to, you ready to raise your rates? Okay. You know, like it's right. because the thing is, if you don't charge your worth, you're going to become resentful towards your clients, which is a right. horrible, horrible place to be. And that's the opposite of what everyone needs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this all, I don't know if you want to get into the patriarchy, but that whole well, idea, we don't, we're doing it wrong. So let's do it. <laughs> right. The, the, I want to go back to what you were saying about being a mom and you're like, oh, I'll shoulder anything. I, you know, I will put myself through whatever our culture tells us. Like, that's what a good mom is. Like, you're not being a good mom. If you're not suffering, you're not doing it right. Like a good mom suffers. A good mom has pain. A good mom doesn't sleep. A good mom, you know, is, you know, does everything, you know, bends over backwards, not putting her needs first. A good mom is doing everything for every single other person 
and maybe at the end of it, she'll figure it out for herself. Right. She'll take a bath. So <laughs> hashtag self-care. Yeah. Air so, but, for everyone who's listening, air quotes. <laughs> yeah. We, but so that's so deeply ingrained in our, especially our U.S. culture. I think that c- transcends into doula work. Like, oh, I, I you know, doula is like the mother archetype. Like I will do all this and, you know, not be compensated or I don't deserve to be compensated because this is, you know, part of that mother caring, you know, and, um, it just is not, it's not sustainable as a mom. It's not sustainable as a doula. And we all have to work together to stop all that. (laughs) It's really, it's so, I, I love that you brought that up and I feel, so I did a lot of like personal, I think everybody probably did, but I can only speak for myself, but this pandemic really Mm. broke open our country and broke open my life in ways that were painful, but there was so much room for growth. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that it personally affected me is that I, I was able to suddenly with really jarring clarity, um, see my codependent relationships that I had built and where I was like bending for friends. And it wasn't, it wasn't like my husband or anything. It was like, I had this friend and I was just bending over backwards to make them happy and in ways that they weren't necessarily asking me to, Mm -hmm. but it was just the way it had evolved. I'm still not quite sure what happened there, but, but it was what I saw in that friendship, once I learned, cause it was so stark and I was able to look inside instead of blaming them and what you did and didn't do. It's like, Oh, how did I allow this? How did I allow yes. this to happen to me? I then started to see like, Oh, doula work. Like <laughs> it was like, Oh, wait a second. Yeah. And, and I've been doing this for decades, you know, yeah. and it's, and it's this, this growing up that I've experienced over the past year or so of like, boundaries and I have worth and I have value and I don't need to be everything to everybody. And it, it sounds so easy to say, right. In practice, the drawing a boundary with a partner, a child, a client, a friend, Mm a mom, oh my God, it's just, it's difficult to do that. And it's, it's part of the work that we need to do. And it's part of, um, the emotional growth that goes with business growth. And I'm think mostly what I was surprised at in this, in this exploring emotional journey was how much my business growth and my emotional growth were completely intertwined Mm -hmm. there. I had this idea and it's like an adorable, naive, like eight-year-old vision of business, that business is like beep, boop, beep, boop numbers. And, you know, and business has like, sure, you have to run some numbers sometimes, but business is relationships. It's building partnerships, it's collaboration, it's recognizing your own weakness and vulnerability and stating that and asking for help from others. And that's where that collaboration comes in, whether it's a business partner or it's a business that, you know, aligns with yours and you can help each other. There's so much of the emotional journey that is deeply connected to the business journey. And they, the more that you dive into one, the more successful the other. Oh, yes. I love that because it's so true. And it, you know, back to like charging what you're worth, like you do that 50 hour induction for a hundred dollars and you quickly are like, well, I'm never doing that again. It's got, I, and I kind of think you have to, a lot of us have to endure that to then be like, okay, here's my boundary. I don't charge a hundred dollars anymore. You know, you know, and I, I had a client in the beginning where I was driving like 
45 minutes through all these tolls. So when I added up the gas, the tolls, the babysitter I was paying for my three little ones, like I was not earning anything and it was taking my whole day. And I was like, well, all right, okay. I'm not doing So it's like every situation like that helped me get the boundaries that were like, okay, mm, here's my rate now. And, you know, 10 years in, I'm like, here's my rate. It's the highest one in my town, but that that's what it is now. And it's kind of amazing. I tell the doulas in my doula village and, you know, my clients that it's kind of like back when you're dating and when you were like, oh, no one likes me. Oh, no one's ever going to date me. And so you're sitting at the bar like, oh, I suck. Every, you know, you're putting off this vibe of like you're unlovable versus yeah. when you are dating someone and then you go out with your girlfriends and you're like just having fun and enjoying it. And guys are just coming up to you. You know, you're putting off this vibe of like, I deserve this. I'm having fun. It's the same. Your energy matters. Um, and I love that you, you know, I think we don't talk a lot about that in terms of business that, um, you know, your, your energy and your mindset are huge in growing your business and huge, huge. And I think, um, well, number one, when I raise my prices, I get more clients yes. and I get clients that are different that mm -hmm. are, that actually understand my value. Yes. Which is very interesting um, as an experiment. It can be terrifying to like say that higher price for the first time you yep. can't like yourself. Um, but yeah, it's, and then I enjoy the relationship more. And quite frankly, I'm probably a better doula because I'm showing up more and because I'm well paid. So I'm not too spread too thin. And there's just, it's a, it's a really different um, dynamic. And, right. and then, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but then that client appreciates you more and is more likely to refer you to their 10 friends. And then because you're not spending all this time being resentful and, you know, driving across the state, you, you actually have more time to like, do a pro bono birth. Yes. You know, sure. and this is, this is the other thing. And this is where be her village comes in is we have to balance everything we're talking about. Like, Hey, raise your prices. Hey, you know, don't yeah. spread your energy too thin, show up being the best doula you can be and have some balance in your life. Um, and then, but then there's also like, Oh, Hey, there's a bunch of people who need our support who don't have that money. They just exactly. don't. Right. And what I would say to that is number one, it's not our job individually to bear the brunt of right. the systems that are in place. It is our job to work to dismantle those systems. That's yes. <laughs> I 100% own that. Um, and that is where there are incredible grant programs. There are incredible, um, there's Be Her Village. That's the tool that you can right. say, hey, you know, raise the funds in your community. There are and there is, I think, more value in, like you said, like keeping one slot open per year, per quarter, right. per month, whatever it is for a pro bono or a reduced rate client, and then filling out your calendar with high paying clients. It's, there's got to be a balance between the people we're trying to serve and also ourselves. We have to value ourselves yeah. at some point. In right. I agree. I say that all the time when people ask me about sliding scale and I say, that's how I do it. I just, to keep it simpler and easier, I just, my rate is my rate. And then a certain number of times a year, I I'll do a low or pro bono client. And it's just, 
um, like you said, I'm the same way. Every time I've raised my rates, I've gotten more clients and which ultimately helps me help more lower income families. Mm-hmm. But I love, that's one of the many reasons I love Be Her Village. I love what you said to me when we first met about how we were talking about collaboration over competition and how would Be Her Village like you're, and doula work in general, like we're, we're never competing against other doulas. Like we can't look at it like, oh, she's either going to hire her or me. Like, I love what you said. Like you view Be Her Village as competing against like Amazon. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So what is the number of billions of dollars spent on the baby nursery industry? Uh, So $18 billion of baby gear is bought each year. Yeah. 12 billion, two thirds of that is spent on baby gifts. Yeah. So we have people trying to scrape together a thousand dollars for their doula right? and they're pushing $700 strollers and they have, you know, $500 of newborn sized baby clothes. And they have like these weird silver engraved rattle things that sit on the shelf <laughs> that cost $75. Yes. There's just, there are, the funds are there. That's, yes. that's the thing. Yes. The funds are there. We as an industry, the doulas and the other professionals that care for parents don't have access to that right now. And that's the tool that Be Her Village created. We are the tool to create that access to join together these gift buyers and these people who are so excited to support the new parent in their life and the support that those parents actually need. And it's like this incredible um, place, this bridge that connects all of these people, these three different audiences, right? The people who are needing the support, the people who are giving the support, the people who are going to pay for that support. It's so basic and it's kind of revolutionary because nobody else has done it. I don't understand how that has happened, but, um, but we're doing it. And it's, it is, I think, so much of the answer for the people who are feeling uncomfortable about raising their prices is yes. we can, there's money out there. The money currently is going to, you know, but bazillionaires, was that the name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To bazillionaires who own these huge online retailers and to products and, and what that ends up creating are these situations where you have families who need bigger houses for all the stuff oh, that right. they needed. And then it actually adds more stress because yes. you have things to clean. You have things to dust. You have all these devices to pack and carry. And, and then we get convinced of like this idea that we can't mother without these things. Mm-hmm. I bristle and reject completely the idea that we need a bunch of plastic baby gear to be good parents because I think that each and every one of us has what it takes to be good parents and we just need a little support from the people around us whether that's a lactation consultant a postpartum doula you know a mommy and me class the community of mom friends we need people around us to make it less lonely because new parenthood can be very lonely and it's this beautiful thing that that can be, you know, and it's starting to happen. We're seeing the gifts being bought. And it's, it's like literally every time a gift gets bought on Be Her Village, I get all like, oh, you can just, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> it's because, happening. Yeah. because that wasn't, you know, a bouncer or a right. baby blanket or something like that person just got the support they need. And that is unbelievable. Well, that's my favorite part about this, that the $12 billion of gifts, it's not even like they're gifts that these people end up using. It's it's not even like we're competing against money. uh, You know, like we're selling a red widget and they're selling blue widgets. Like they're selling a blue widget that doesn't even work. (laughs) We're selling one that's awesome. 
So do you know that we've started doing research into the origins of baby showers? Oh. Yeah. And I don't have, it's like somebody on my team is doing it, but basically the, the like arrival of baby showers started with the rise of the madman marketing. So basically all of these advertisers and marketing people took these products and said, oh, we need to create we need to create a way to sell these. So they yeah. created the baby shower. They created this industry supported celebration yes. and co-opted our conversation about how to support parents by shoving products into their homes and into their lives. And for me, my reaction is twofold to that. Number one, how dare they? <laughs> how dare they? How dare they convince us for decades that we need all this crap in our house to be yes. good? How dare they? But number two, I feel really encouraged because if they can do it, we can yeah. do it. Right? Like See, it's just marketing. It's just Wait, marketing. Then. Darcy, Hello? we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We are it's doing it. We are doing it. You're right. It's literally if they could convince generations of Americans that we needed three thousand dollars per baby of baby crap in our house then there's no way that we can't also say hey oh yeah you don't need any of that here's your cooler. here's your lactation consultant here's your house cleaner here's your massage enjoy you know yeah. and people are going to get on board in a really big way and it's all really really exciting so it, it, it feels very validating to me like they did it we're doing it it's what we're doing yeah Oh my yeah. gosh. I love that so much. I love it too. I'm so excited. Um, so, so Darcy, can you tell us for the people who are listening and watching um, how they can find you, how they can be in touch with you? You said the doula marketing group on Facebook. Yes. And, and then the, honestly, the easiest way is just find me on Instagram at the doula Darcy. Um, and if you want to, um, check out my doula village, shoot me a DM or head to my website, which is the forward slash my doula village. I love it. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Anytime we get together, I just get so full of inspiration and I'm so grateful to know you and to be working with you on this. And I can't wait to see where we all go together. <laughs> oh, and wait, my brain is going to go crazy all afternoon with um, how to take down the baby shower industry. I, oh, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah, we're doing this. We're doing it. We should probably have a call offline, <laughs> off the air to, to, to talk about that in, in more detail. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, awesome. thank you so much for having me. This was fantastic. It's my pleasure. Talk to you soon.